Come out the cave and sis, 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 throw some D's on them little babies when I be throwing it down with the dolphins and that tank sea world on them. When I be bestiality in the out on them. When I be my whole inside be chopped up looking like Mike and Ox fermented, heavily duplicated. Smelling like freeze-dried yeast masturbated. <laughs> Woo. Guys, Stork Ballers, back for more history, okay? And if you enjoy history, just like on the bottom of the screen here, if it's just audio... Jump over and support you guys are the producers, guys. Okay, you produce the shows. I want to hear comments of history, whatever kind of history. I like all types of histories baller history, murder histories, ancient Coliseum histories. Um, you know, I like I like all types of histories, man. I'm, I'm knee deep on History Vault, which I can't recommend enough, man. I'm addicted to History Vault on uh, Prime Video. Um, it's, they got, I just ran through the first season of the Coliseum, which is, they pick a different guy out every, every show, you know, the guy that built the trap doors, the way that they raised the lions and the peacocks and the zebras and everybody from the bottom floor up to the, to the dirt floor of the Coliseum to look like magic. It's magical the way these lions are eating Maximus's asshole. Um, and I love that. I love those type of things, learning about the Senate, you know, you learn about the Caesars, you know, you learn about a hundred days this guy ran the Coliseum at, like, the equivalent of millions of dollars every, um, every, every Coliseum. You can't just open the Coliseum, like, when they open up nightclubs in big cities, and you're, like, waiting for you know, 10 o'clock and the, and the hose to come around, there's like three dudes in there, one midget, guy with one eye, guy dressed in a suit for some reason at a 90s rap club. And you're like, can't do that. It's not happening. It's not a good look. You know, so I figured, go over to patreon.com backslash firecrouch. It's on the scrolling on the screen. If not, patreon.com backslash firecrouch. I have to put the show and not safe for work i guess that's what it is it's not like it was you know so it's up to you guys you want to just want to share it that's great if you guys just want to listen that's great you know i appreciate it if you got uh i don't know if there's a like on spotify i guess there's a like on spotify i guess there's a follow 
right? You hit that. That's great. That helps something, I believe. If nothing more, my podcast self-esteem, when I check it occasionally and go, hey, it's not, it, it's, it's terrible when you got like, uh, you go, did I, oh yeah, I think I accidentally, I, I played it a couple times. That's like three views. <laughs> and you're like, it got seven. Well, I mean, three was to make sure the audio was, you know, played when I recorded it. So, and if you, and I got a whole back catalog of uh, podcasts that I've done for years called Uncle Dust versus Everything, infamous Uncle Dust versus Everything. Um, U D V E, you know, not the, not the greatest name, but I, I'll put it up against any comedy podcast. It's not for the faint of heart. If you're listening to this, this is, I don't know if it's more tame, but it's structured. I guess the other one isn't so structured in a way or it's just me ranting and raving and trying to make anything I can think about to myself uh, make myself laugh and sometimes that's hard it takes a lot for me to I'm, I'm, I, I've built up a tolerance like a fentanyl addict and I'm just uh, you know that, that, that regular fentanyl ain't good enough no more I need it cut I need it cut with the African uh, dead kid blood I need fucking uh, the the sound of freedom, fucking kids' blood in there, to get my laugh, to get my sense of humor up, to entertain myself while I'm entertaining you guys. Hopefully that's the way it works, you know. And I hope you guys enjoy it. So, Stork Ballers, this one in particular is going to be. We're going to run through. These are these are historic weirdos, and I like weirdos. They're fun too. It's a great time. We got a couple different when we got a lady, you know, and if you've heard these guys before, it's always super amusing to go back over because it's just, it's it's wild to think of a woman having sex with a dolphin or even jerking a dolphin off or just how she got in there. You know, these people, they want us to get a uh, gun. I, I can't, oh, I can't slip up when I'm a young kid and say, that, you know, maybe I'm feeling a little suicidal and I can't get a gun. I mean, and this lady, they didn't do any background check, and they throw her in there with a... The dolphin later commits suicide, guys. I, I, what? What What are we doing? Bitches just... Bitches be twipping. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I want dolphins to get pussy. I'm not a hater, guys. I'm not hating, you know, but I want the dolphin to also... Li I mean, it has to live. Aren't we the guardians of the animals? I'm no Noah, but sometimes I floba, <laughs> and so on and so on as I continue to flow on. But I, I don't, I, you know, just because they're, just because they're, we have to make sure that we're not just having sex willy-nilly with God's creatures. This is why we can't, I think, and I, after reading so much history, I'm just sure the laws had to... Sometimes I go, man, fuck laws. And, uh, but if they weren't, all the animals would be getting fucking fucked all the time. Anything, dude. Bodies. Uh, bodies of human beings would be getting ravaged in the streets. I'm for sure of it. We are not as civilized as people like to just sit and think about. We're, we're, we're maniacs. All of us decide whether you have gone that path and done some self-examination of your true hearts and hearts, and you don't want to do stuff. 
until you do it. And, and sometimes people need laws that don't have a moral compass that says, I'm not going to fuck my neighbor's dog today. I mean, just people, you read these stories and they just seen it, fucked it. No, no big deal. Seen it, blowhole. Did you see that shiny blowhole in a dolphin? And you go, yeah, of course of it. You're in warm water. You're in, I don't know, Bermuda. There are dolphins in Bermuda. You're, you get a boner. Everybody gets a boner in warm water. You're drinking a beer. Dolphin comes over. Or, 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 or. You're touching his little soft, sensual skin. You're not going to pop the head in. You know, and you go, oh, you did it. You play the you did it game. Oh, not me. <laughs> so, out the gate. We go to a homeless philosopher. Diogenes was a crazy homeless philosopher. And not much is known about the Greek philosopher Diogenes, the early life. But there's much speculation about it. What we know for sure, though, is that the ancient thinker was one of the... He was, he was a weird motherfucker. Diogenes was born in either 412 or 404 BC in the very remote, remote Greek colony of Sinope. I don't know why I'm doing a fucking WAP accent. I don't know a Greek one. As a young man, he worked with his father minting currency for the colony. That is until they were both exiled for adulterating the gold and silver content. This is a weird word. Adulterating? When it comes to gold, I didn't know you could adulterate it. You're cheating on it? Isn't adulterating cheating? I'm much, oh, hell, this gold got some good ass. I'm fitting to cheat on it. I'm about to slide up in the DMs. Young Diogenes made his way to Corinth in mainland Greece almost as soon as he arrived. He seemed to have snapped. With no job, Diogenes adapted to the life of a homeless beggar. He voluntarily threw away all his worldly possessions, except for some rags to hide his nakedness and a wooden bowl for food and drink. Bring your own, dude. I like his style. I mean... These motherfuckers out here now want you to give them fast food like ready to rock. This guy's got fucking a bowl for food and drink. He's already ready, dude. You're driving by with a plate of ham, you know, a plate of steaks. You can throw that to him, and he's and he's got some, uh, uh, you know. Hopefully, he's got a wooden goddamn spork. Diogen. He's often sat in on Plato's classes, eating as loudly as he could the whole time to disrupt the lessons. <laughs> the fuck hell you say, Plato? The hell you say? He argued loudly with Plato about philosophy. Uh-uh. You dead wrong, Plato. Uh-uh. And would also peri periodically masturbate in public. Oh, Plato, you're so wrong. Oh. Oh, geesh. He relieved himself whenever and wherever he felt like it. I mean, that's pretty fucking baller. You're not going to not relieve yourself wherever if you're already... The lowest of the low and see yourself as the lowest of the low. I hate to always reference my neighbor, but he cannot help himself from pissing his pants, sitting in them, doing it again. Does not rinse and repeat. He rinses again with piss, including on Plato's stool in his own academy. Ooh. Who's that in my seat? God damn it, Diogenes. You better not be over there jerking. Oh, he's jerking off again. It probably didn't help Diogenes' case that he frequently ate whatever he could pick up off the ground. Huh, there's my dried cum. 
He shared the scraps with the dogs that followed him everywhere. Oh, he's got a fucking clan of dogs? I mean, that's pretty baller. Including in the Plato's class. Probably helped with the smell. Despite this, or possibly because of it, Diogen, he's got a reputation as one of the wisest philosophers in Greece. I mean, how wise could you be? I mean, you're... I guess he's pretty wise. He's getting away with jerking off in public and talking shit to Plato while he's fucking ripping pisses everywhere in public. I guess it's pretty wise. There are stories of his quick wit and penetrating insight that left others, especially Plato, looking foolish. You look like a fool. It's said that when Alexander the Great visited him while he was sunning himself naked on top of the barrel in which he lived and asked if he... The most powerful man in the world could do anything for the philosopher. A Diogen, he said. You could move out of my light. Cold-blooded on him. That's G-shit. That's pretty much... That's a well-rounded uh, homeless baller. You know, let me know what you guys think of that one. History's... You know... Now we're gonna... Let's go to... Let's move it on. Uh, you know, it's a fun one. This one's... This one gets a little darker, boys. Okay? This one's getting a little dark around here. We're talking French peasantry at its finest. Okay, we're talking lion France, dude. A peasant boy. Known today as Tarari. I don't, I don't know. I can't do a French one either. A wee wee Tari. Uh, from an early age, he was in... Oh, I'm sorry. 1772, born. From an early age, he was insatiably hungry and cried for food, even if he just finished a meal. At age 17, the gluttonous yet emaciated, emaciated, Tarari snuck into village barns to eat the livestock's feed. He had an unusually large mouth, <laughs> was always sweating, and emitted a putrid stench. Ah. I don't know if he's getting much puss. Terreri's parents kicked him out, and he found himself in Paris right before the French Revolution. He paralyzed his uncontrollable hunger into a career, eating strange things for gathering crowds. He ate all types of unpalatable objects, including live animals and even large. You fucking pigs. Who's letting this fucker eat live animals, man? My dog ate a stone once. I had to take him to the goddamn vet. However, the money dried up when the French Revolution began. Terreri became a soldier, but unsurprisingly, he was chronically ill from compulsively eating stray cats and non-food. I'd say he's doing a solid to the community. You don't want to hear all that fucking meow. You don't want to hear that shit out the window. You're over here trying to eat a goddamn baguette and, and paint something. The field hospital reluctantly fed him quadruple rations until General Alexandre de Bechacol saw in Terraria a unique opportunity. He approached him about being a spy. Hey, me? Yeah, the guy eating the... No, the other guy eating the fucking live cat. <laughs> Delivering military secrets with his stomach as the courier. He agreed and ingested a wooden box containing a note for an imprisoned French colonel. Terreri crossed Prussian lines and within 30 hours was captured. He betrayed France and was savagely beaten. 
The Prussians dumped Terreri close to French lines, and he returned to the military hospital, where he resorted to drinking stored blood and nibbled on the dead residing in the morgue. Is that you again, goddamn Terreri? Get away from the Black Death, dude. Get away from Black Death Donna, dude. He was suspected of eating a toddler. And when he never outright denied it, what gave it away to the, they have the kid leash? The kid leash was down his throat. <laughs> Did you eat that toddler? Uh-uh. Did you eat that toddler? Uh-uh. He was suspected. He never outright denied it. The hospital chased him out. Terry died horribly around the age of 27. His autopsy revealed festering intestines, an entire body that was putrefied and filled with pus. His digestive system was freakishly mutated. His stomach beginning at the back of his throat and continuing all the way down. Both the lungs and heart were displaced. The sickening smell emanating, 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 Jesus Christ, Dusty, from Terreri's innards proved too strong for the pathologist, and the autopsy was cut short. I can't, I, I can't do it with this toddler-eating motherfucker, end quote. We can only speculate what was so wrong with one of the world's weirdos, dude. God bless. Oh, let me know what you guys think of that fucker, dude. Jesus, Terreri. Terreri, let them goddamn kids go. Don't let Terry watch the kids. Or you let them watch. Let them watch your kids. If you, those little bastards are all in your business. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh. Let me know what you guys think of that fine gentleman, old Terrarium. Terraria the toddler toddler eater. Uh, Carl Tanzler, dude. Another fine gentleman I came across. Uh, he was a twisted... Carl Tanzler's twisted mentality and his inability to let go... Or what we're here today for, folks. Tanzler was an Austrian-born physician who lived a relatively normal life until 1931 when he fell head over heels in love with a young tuberculosis patient named Maria Elena Malagro de Hoyas. Hoyas was a 22-year-old Cuban-American woman who was brought into the Key West, Florida hospital where Tanzler worked. As soon as he first laid eyes on her, Tanzler was transfixed. Tanzler had visions as a child of a stunning, dark-haired woman who was destined to be his true love. And he was convinced that Hoyos must literally be the woman of his dreams. At the time, tuberculosis was still a deadly disease, so Tanzler committed himself to caring for Hoyos and made every attempt to save her life while also showering her with gifts and professions of love, you dirty, lung-coffin bitch. Unfortunately, Hoyos died a few months later, sending Tanzler into a deep heartbreak. With her parents' blessing, Tanzler purchased an expensive mausoleum for Hoyos to be buried in. However, once her body was locked inside, 
Tanser was quoted as saying, Oh, you all mine now, bitch. Your soul's gone, but your body's mine. Tanzer was the only one with the key, and soon after, his macabre journey began. Tanzer visited Hoyo's body every night for two years until he had evidently decided that he wanted her closer. In April 1933, he stole the decaying body from his tomb and kept it in his home with him. You live here now, bitch. Now you live here, he, he was quoted as saying. Because Hoyos had been dead for two years, Tanzler had to provide extensive upkeep on the body. Bitch be stinking, quoted as saying. Constantly hear passerby saying, who's he talking about? Bitches be stinking? He used plaster of Paris and glass eyes to maintain the integrity of her face. <laughs> and stabilized her skeleton frame by using coat hangers and wires. You got to see these fucking pictures, guys. I'm going to put them up on Patreon, too. There's going to be pictures, a lot of pictures uploaded. So get a, check out the patreon.com backslash firecrotch. It'll be in the post down below. There'll be uh, pictures from all these fine folks we're discussing here and learning about. Uh, Ain't learning from? I love, I love learning. Once her hair began to fall out from her decomposing scalp, he replaced it with pieces of her hair. He stuffed a torso full of rags to help it retain its normal shape. He was quoted as saying she looked like a bloated piece of shit and cloaked her in copious amounts of perfume to keep that stench at bay. He also added wax to her face to help it remain intact as well. Tanzler lived with Hoya's dead body for seven years before her family became suspicious. Hoya's sister eventually confronted Tanzler at his home and made the grizzly... I know you ain't got. I know you ain't fucking my dead sister's corpse in there. I know you ain't. What's that behind? Uh uh. What's behind your back, Tanzler? The hell's behind your back? Nothing. Tanzler was arrested for grave robbing, but because the statute of limitations of his crime had expired, he avoided any jail time. After his arrest, some people pitied Tanzler. I pitied the fool, and thought of him as a hopeless and extremely weird romantic. Hmm. One bitch was quoted as saying, hmm, he gotta be fucking something, end quote. Might as well be that dead bitch, now end quote. Let me know what you guys think of Tan's Lair, guys. Is that, guy, is that weird enough for you guys? Is it weird enough to be, bitches be fucking dead bodies and shit? Bitches be tripping. And now, we move on to, to better and Brighter Pastures with my personal favorite of today. Margaret Ho Love It, dude. You love it at Levitt's, dude. What do we love? Dolphin pussy. When do we <laughs> What do we love? Dolphin dick. When do we want it now? What do we love? Dolphin dick. When do we want it now? The woman who had a sexual relationship with a dolphin. And there's gonna be plenty of pics, guys. Plenty of pics here, guys. None of them with actual penetration, because I think that goes against Patreon guidelines, guys. But, again, just looking at the blowhole, I... You think a dude obviously fucked a dolphin first. Hey, this can't be the first sexual encounter between a human and a dolphin. Let me know what you guys... Let me know what you guys think of that. Excuse me. Margaret Hose... Hose love it. Margaret was a hoe who loves it. Sexual relationship with a dolphin during a NASA-funded experiment. Uh, 
I mean, was she in on it? She probably was in on it. They were like, we're, we're fitting to get this bitch to fuck dolphins on the regs, dude. You guys hear this bitch fucks dolphins? What if we just got some money as NASA and we just make a giant, like, there's probably glory holes everywhere where NASA scientists are just beating off to her, rubbing a dolphin off. Uh, definitely qualifies her as one of the, oh, she's a weirdo. Definitely a historic weirdo. Neuroscientist Dr. John Lilly and astronomer Frank Drake partnered together in the 1960s to secure funding for research on how to create a communicative bit of bridge between humans and dolphins. One man had an idea. Pussy. They built a lab that was part workspace and part dolphin enclosure and a lot of glory holes, I assume. And when 23-year-old Margaret Hose Lovett got wind of the facility, what are they doing over there? They got some of them dolphins? Hot dog. Fitting to go over there to see if I can bang one of these old creatures. She stopped by to check it out. I heard you guys got dolphins in here, she was quoted as saying. How big they dicks. The lab's director eventually agreed to let the curious smoke show help out. She taught the dolphins in daily lessons with the goal to help them create human-like sounds. Now say how good my pussy tastes, she was quoted as saying. She threw herself into work obsessively and even began living in the lab. You guys mind if I just live here? You got you ain't gonna do nothing weird with the dolphins, right? Right, Mark? No. Like what? Jerk them off and make them eat my pussy? Uh-uh. She formed a special relationship with one of the dolphins, Peter, and he took a particularly interest in her as well, guys. Peter was obsessed with Lovett and would express sexual urges by rubbing himself on her. Uh-uh. Eventually, Hal relented and began manually satisfying Peter's urges so she didn't have to keep returning him to the female whore dolphins whenever he felt a certain way. You ain't gonna leave me. Oh, you're just gonna go over there and get your fuck on, ain't you? You piece of shit. I'll just jerk you off. She probably jerked him off. You, you piece of shit. Just being mean to a dolphin. Being mean to a punk-ass dolphin at the time, man. This dolphin's just trying to live. Love it and sis, it wasn't sexual on my part, guys. Sensuous, perhaps. It seemed to me that it made the bond closer. Oh, like consummating a marriage? You don't say. Not because of the sexual activity, but because of the lack of having to keep breaking. And that's this attention whore. Leave it up to a woman. Leave it up to a woman who's not even a fucking scientist. And what the fuck are these people thinking? They're just letting this non-scientist bitch in? They knew what they were doing, these dirty fuckers. And that's really all it was, guys. I was there to get to know Peter. Intimately. Sexually. That was part of Peter. <sighs> that's the broad who brings kids to fuck a pedophile. Loves a pedophile. And the pedophile, you know, she's like, I'm in love with him. Why don't I just close the gap by letting, letting this pedophile fuck my child? Eventually, the lab lost funding, and the relationship between Lovett and Peter ended once he was moved to a lab in Miami. Oh, broke him up, dude. Peter was heartbroken to be separated from his love and committed suicide in his tank. Rick O'Berry of the Dolphin Project validates the use of the term suicide. Dolphins are not automatic air breathers like we are. Every breath is a conscious effort. If life becomes too unbearable, the dolphins just take a breath and they sink to the bottom. Dude, suicide from lack of human pussy, dude? Has there been a... There has to be a human that had their... 
like dog or sheep or like a farmer out there, a farmer on the old old McDonald had a had a fucking a fuck farm E I E I O, and on this farm he had a fucking pig with a fuck a pig here and a fuck a pig there. Everywhere a fuck pig, here a fuck pig, there a fuck pig. Old MacDonald had a fuck for him. The story of Lovett and Peter's unusual relationship could sound to some people like a tragic love story. I don't know where the fuck you see a tragic, any love in that shit. I mean, obviously, you could say that the dolphin fucking hated it and felt shame and therefore plugged up his own blowhole. <laughs> I mean, he's out there trying to get fishes to jump in his blowhole so he doesn't have to kill himself, dude. But to others, love it simply qualifies as, yeah, historic fucking weirdo. Yes. Fuck, dude. And that's, that's today's ep, guys. That's just what it is. If you enjoy this, support, produce the show. You guys are the producers. Head on over to patreon.com backslash firecrotch. Leave comments there. I'll answer the questions there. We talk over there. And, uh, you know, I want to hear if you guys know any anything historic, you know, the non-mainstream, the better. So, you know, wealth-wise, awesome. You know, weirdos, yeah. Um, all that. And it doesn't have to be like we did one the other day on um, Betty Lou Oliver, who was basically like a bad day ball. I mean, she balled out by surviving getting hit by a plane in the Empire State Building. And then when the ambulance came, they put her in an elevator and that elevator rope broke and she fell 75 stories and fucking lived. That's baller shit. That is baller shit. I, I mean, yes, it's not your cash money baller or little Troy baller. I'm doing air quotes right now. I'm doing hood air quotes. But, uh, you know, three-day party. It could be a baller activity, a baller for a day. We did one on uh, the last Shah of Iran, um, who had the, who had the uh, half a billion dollar three-day party in '71. Um, we did John Jacob Astor, um, who was in the uh, original. I didn't even know that original opium smuggler out of uh, smuggling opium to China. This guy was doing reverse 2023 activities. Um, we did Andrew Carnegie, which I'm going to have to redo. That's, you know, steel tech, great fucking story. You know what I mean? Great story that the audio was fucked up on that one, guys. And I, I did it, you know, I hope I made it up, made a peace offering on uh 2.1 on that one. And then the Cornelius Commodore Vanderbilt railroad ball out, dude. And we're still got to cover. Fuck. There's so many, man. Buck, buck, um, uh, God damn it. What the fuck's his last name? Buck of American Tobacco. God damn it. I forget the name. But there's going to be... I got so many in the, in the books, man, that we're going to be busting out. Coliseum. A lot of guys during the ancient times. Uh, Massa Mensa. Uh, the guy... They, they can't even rate his wealth. It, it, you know, and black... The brothers love him. He's a black fool, African guy from back in the day. And it was said that he was had so much gold, control of gold... That, like, when he went on treks to other countries, he would just hand out gold bars to peasants, which would then destabilize the economy because he's just handing them out and gold become, you know, less valuable, I, I guess, because that's just what it is. I'm not a goddamn economist, but 
So, and if you enjoyed this, guys, I got um, there's hundreds of back episodes of uh, my other podcasts, Uncle Dust versus Everything, uh, infamous Uncle Dust versus Everything, U D V E on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, join the Reddit, Uncle Dust Comedy. Join the uh, Discord is the original Wiggas, and join me and Cliff Wednesdays. Say what's up. Say you heard it here on um, you heard about the original Wiggas show live at 9:40 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Uh, it's scrolling across the screen as well on the bottom there uh, with myself. It's just a good good hang. We smoke weed. We get drunk. You know, do about two to three hours. Sometimes it goes longer. Love everybody's back and forth in the comments. You know, um, we'll have people on. So that's a fucking good, good hang, man. So that's another one, guys. Keep it balling out there, man. Want to be a baller. Shot collar, 20-inch blades on the Impala. Holla, get laid tonight. Swisher roll tight. Got a spray with ice. I hit the highway. Making money the highway. Yo. Bust a left or right, I'm out of sight, I'm sold I'm bouncing off the road, I'm in the motor Moving and fold, I'm chaining to him Hop out my big body form Chain with the tongue, can't forgive me what alarm I'm hopping, I'm looking good Dimes just get some wood, man it's understood Got money in my hood, I'm pushing Big body, can't stop me For the 9-8, gotta sell a million copy I'ma grow slow, puffing on the Optimo, hit the stove, I'ma go real slow, puffing on the Optimo, I'ma let the spread screen, man I'm looking clean, one more control, take green and knife, bust the Wanna be a baller, shot caller, 20 inch blades, on the Impala, caller, get lit tonight, switch the road tight, got spray with ice, I hit the highway.